Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. It's been 130 days of war and genocide in Palestine. The world watches on and there is no ceasefire in sight. Israel continues to play the victim. Netanyahu is now promising to bombard Rafah, where they've sent over 1.5 million Palestinians to escape from bombardments in the north. Ahmad Tibi, a Knesset member and Palestinian citizen of Israel, is urging the international community to stop the war. He has said that anyone who intends to invade Rafah intends to commit a war crime. At least 67 Palestinians were killed in Israeli air and sea attacks on Rafah early on Monday the 12th of February, according to the Health Ministry in Gaza. On Accent of Women today, we continue our coverage of the massive demonstrations countrywide calling on the Australian government to refund UNRWA, to call for a ceasefire, to stop arming Israel and to stop supporting genocide. I'll be one of the co-chairs for today. I'm a proud Palestinian and child of the diaspora. My family is from Tul Karim and Nablus in Palestine. I want to start by acknowledging that I'm standing here today on colonized, unceded land of the Gadigal people. I want to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today. As a Palestinian and a visitor on this land, I extend my heartfelt gratitude and appreciation to you. Our movement is your movement and our liberation is your liberation. And we understand that there is no peace without justice and there is no justice without land back. And when we say land back, we mean land back from Gadigal to Gaza. We mean land back from Wiradjuri to Ramallah. We mean land back from Darug country to Jenin. Because land back means land back for all indigenous colonized people across this globe. Because none of us are free until we are all free. We are 113 days in. Over 31,000 Palestinians have been murdered in cold blood since the 7th of October. Shame! At least 1.9 million Palestinians in Gaza have been displaced and are now homeless. Around 60% of buildings in Gaza have been destroyed. Only six ambulances are currently operating in Gaza for over two million people. And one in four people in Gaza are currently being starved by an apartheid settler colony. Yet despite the 
these harrowing statistics, the people of Gaza remain steadfast. And despite almost every single Western government greenlighting and backing this genocide, Gaza still thrives. And despite Israel taking hundreds of Palestinians hostage in the West Bank, the West Bank still lives. And despite Israel's propaganda war against the entire world, the people, we the people, are still standing with Palestine. Because we the people are stronger than their armies, we're stronger than their weapons, and we're stronger than their weasel words. We the people see through their fabricated lies, we see through their peace talks and their two-state solution smokescreen. We see through it all. And we won't forget those who line the pockets of the Israeli occupation forces as they murder our children. We won't forget those who manufactured and sent the F-13 and the F-35 fighter jets to terrorise an indigenous population. We won't forget those who echo and back the myth of Israel's right to defend itself against the people it itself occupies. And we won't forget those governments who have cut funding to the Palestinians. And we're looking at you, Rishi Sunak, Joe Biden, Penny Wong, Anthony Albanese. Shame! You have blood on your hands. And while we admire the strength of the Palestinian people, let us not forget that they are human too. They are a people with limits too. They have not been created differently to be able to withstand the amount of grief and pain and oppression that they have been subjected to. Their lives matter. And let that motivate you to continue showing up every week until we see an end to the genocide, an end to the occupation, an end to the ethnic cleansing, and a free Palestine. Without further ado, I want to introduce our, our, our first speaker, Dr. Sarah Abdo. Dr. Abdo is an Australian-born Palestinian specialist in Southwest Sydney. Please welcome Dr. Sarah. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you all. I have to say it's an extremely overwhelming experience to face you guys at this time. It's nearly four months, four months of bombardment. And to have a specialist up here speaking to you is not the norm, I don't think. I don't think anything is normal in the last three months. As I thought to myself, what could I possibly say to these people that hasn't already said before? What could we possibly hear that we haven't already heard before? Surely we have seen all the pictures all the images that we need to see. And I thought to myself, is there something in the water that we have not been drinking, that these people have been drinking, that they are completely blind to a genocide that has been publicly televised for the last three and a half months? 
So I speak to you today. I wanted to start by actually acknowledging my beloved grandmother. My grandmother was living in Yatha during the Nakaba. My grandmother on the 15th of May 1948 gave birth to my father. For those that know what the 15th of May 1948 represents, you understand a woman giving birth on that day is like the women giving birth in Gaza now. In fact, now, the women giving birth in Gaza are under much more difficult circumstances, worse than we've ever seen. Our aunts, our uncles, our grandparents tell us this is the worst we have ever seen in Palestine. This is not something we have ever seen before in the modern world. As a Palestinian, Australian-born specialist, I speak to you. As a mother, I speak to you. As a daughter, I speak to you. How? How have we seen the most horrific targeting of healthcare workers never seen before? Over 400 healthcare workers have been murdered in Gaza. Not to mention how many have been abducted. Where is the outrage? Where is the calling out? Where are our bodies? We have been calling out to our medical bodies, calling out their hypocrisy. They were quick to mention Ukraine, and so they should have. And silence on Gaza. It is suddenly political. 400 healthcare worker lives are political. As a daughter of a Palestinian man, I am ashamed of the humiliation put upon our Palestinian men, the humiliation they have had to endure all this time, the televising of their massacres, the televising of their abductions, their stripping down to their shorts across the whole world. This is a disgusting sight that we have been witness to and we should all be ashamed. Ten children per day, ten children lose one or more limbs in Gaza. Do numbers mean nothing to people? These are children that will have no arms or legs. Where will be the services that will help these children? Ten every day. 20,000 babies have been born into this horror. 20,000 babies that I am sure the majority of which will not survive. Babies that were born and then died without even a registration of their birth. Will they be counted? Today when I woke up and I thought, what else could I say? You know, how much worse could it possibly get? How much more unrepresentative could our government be? How much more callous could our government be? To see the headlines, the last screw in the coffin, the last screw in the coffin of the Palestinians that are besieged in Gaza, where our government says nothing about the ICJ ruling, okay, for South Africa, nothing. And they open their mouth and say they will cut off funding to the UN Relief Agency based. Nothing justifies 
cutting off funding to the last ounce of humanitarian aid there is in Gaza. Completely un-Australian, thank you, exactly. Australia prides itself on international humanitarian law. I am very sorry to say, and I am very humbled by our Indigenous brothers and sisters that we are standing on land that has buried in it ancestors who were slaughtered by the colonial settlers. Do not be fooled and do not be distracted because the bombing will stop. The bombing will stop because there is nothing left to bomb. You have seen the population move from the north to the middle to the south. Then from the tiny little spot in the south of Gaza, in Khan Yunis, where my family still resides. Families that at the beginning of this conflict had hundreds of people living in the same building are now all dispersed, maimed, killed, abducted. In that little spot two days ago, just before the ICJ, you saw them pushing them out to the desert, which was their entire premise. Right at the beginning, they said, we will push them to the desert, and that's what they are doing. So when they do stop the bombing, the genocide will continue because they have set up the environment for ongoing death from starvation, from dehydration, from hypothermia. We are in the middle of summer. They are in the middle of winter, dying of cold and dehydration. It is raining on their tents. They are being flooded. Not only are they dehydrated, not only are they starving, disease is now rancid and taking over their already weakened bodies. What a cruel, dystopian world do we live in! Gaza is the teacher. I will say that again. Gaza is our teacher. I would call the people of Gaza my dear friends on top of the family I know. We have grown to love them and learn from them and learn their steadfastness and their patience. I thank the people of Gaza. I thank them for helping me to further strengthen my own faith and my own resilience. And I thank God all the time because without justice, there is no mercy. And we have a just God and a merciful God at the same time. So I would like to conclude by thanking you all because you represent the humanity that is left in the world. Know that if there aren't humans like you in the world, what is there left of this world to save? Thank you to the people of Gaza for teaching us and we ask their forgiveness when they witness us on some day in the future, here or in the hereafter, and we ask their forgiveness that we couldn't stop the massacres that have taken place in the 21st century. And I will leave you with a quote from one of the final remaining doctors in Gaza a couple of days ago. It says, I don't grieve anything more than this. I grieve for this world that used to sing about humanity and human rights. I cannot believe that we are in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. Firstly, I acknowledge that all of Australia is unceded Aboriginal land and I pay my respects 
to First Nations Elders past and present. As always, I'm speaking as a representative of Jews Against the Occupation 48. Yesterday was International Holocaust Remembrance Day, when we honour the memory of the millions of people, including six million Jews, murdered in the Nazi Holocaust. As Jews, we mourn the loss personally, as well as collectively. We insist that its horrors not be diminished. Nevertheless, the Holocaust does not belong to us, nor does it belong to any one of the other groups targeted by the Nazis. Not Roma, not Sinti, not Slavs, nor black people, not disabled, nor LGBTQIA people. Genocide is a crime against humanity, against all of humanity, and against everything that our shared humanity means. Yet Israel has always appropriated and exceptionalized Jewish suffering. It has always wielded our persecution in Christian Europe and our martyrdom in the Holocaust as a weapon in its war on Palestinians. Even while World War II was raging, Zionist leaders were so intent on building a racially pure Jewish nation in Palestine that they ignored or opposed efforts to rescue the Jews of Europe as they were ghettoized, starved and murdered. In the 1950s, Mossad terrorists used the spectre of anti-Semitism to drive Jewish Arabs to Israel by planting bombs in Iraqi and Egyptian synagogues, libraries, cafes, cinemas and train stations. When Egyptian authorities found and tried the perpetrators, Israel launched a major propaganda campaign claiming that Nasser was Hitler on the Nile. Israel has no moral compass, none. From their earliest days, Jewish Israeli children are inculcated with existential terror through traumatizing Holocaust propaganda, and Palestinians are demonized as moral descendants of the Nazis. Every act of Palestinian resistance is portrayed as a threat of annihilation. Every attempt to call Israel to account is dismissed with outrage as anti-Semitism. Israel has transported the horrors of European persecution to Palestine. It uses roundups and checkpoints. It builds ghetto walls and even a concentration camp. Just as the Nazis adopted strategies from the German colonization of Namibia in its genocide in Europe, Israel uses colonial violence against Palestinian people. In an act of ruthless exploitation, tantamount to Holocaust denial, Israel linked the October 7th attack to the almost total extermination of Europe's Jews. It called a few thousand poorly armed escapees from the largest and most deeply deprived prison on earth. It called them Nazis. Its fevered descriptions of fake Hamas atrocities evoke the most vile anti-Semitic tropes used for centuries against us. Jewish Zionists everywhere spoke of their Holocaust trauma. Well, my Holocaust trauma was awakened too by Israel's depraved brutality in Gaza. Starvation, dehydration, disease, 
deprivation of medical care, carpet bombing, internment under tons of rubble, displacement, real annihilation, real existential, existential threat. The ICJ ruling is a powerful political moment. Israel on trial for genocide has turned the tables on the Jewish state and its appropriation of victimhood. Comparisons between Zionism and Nazism are now legitimized. The IDF can now be called the IGF, G for genocide. As anti-Zionist Jews, we reclaim our suffering under Nazi persecution from Israel's propaganda machine. We refuse to legitimize its bloodthirsty conquest of Palestine. We affirm the message of the Holocaust is that never again means anyone. In our thousands and in our millions, we are all Palestinians. Yeah. We Palestine! And above all, 
above all. He is clean eating yarn. He is clean. It was Palestine yesterday. And it is Palestine today. And it will be Palestine tomorrow. We are here because of our survivors. We are here because of our ancestors that have fought so hard to give us the stories and our identities on a gold platter. And I acknowledge them. That final speaker was the co-chair, Zariel Hashkatim, and before her, Michelle Burkon and Dr. Sarah Abdul. Look out for local rally details in your state. We must stand against Israel and with Palestine. And that's all we've got time for on today's program. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter or like our page on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.